Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are talking about 2009's Bride Wars. Bride Wars. It's directed by Gary. It, it's directed by the um, the recently passed, the the deceased, um, died about six years ago, six or seven years ago. Gary Winnick, who directed Thirteen Going on Thirty, which is a really good romance that we probably won't talk about on this show unless it's to talk about how good it is. Yeah, I feel like Thirteen Going on Thirty would be one where we would need a palate cleanser after doing too many bad movies or we'd have a guest who loves it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, love 13 going on 30. Yeah, it's otherwise it's just, it's actually, I mean, you know, we're bad romance and it's too good for us. It is. Um, a little bit about the production. Um, the original script was written by a guy named Greg DePaul uh, before the writer's strike. Uh, it, it's, a uh, it's implied that after the writer's strike, um, June Diane Raphael, actress and writer, um, June Diane Raphael and actress and writer Casey Wilson, uh, wrote a new draft to the script. Now, um, this, I mean, part of the reason why I started doing this show is because of shows like How Did This Get Made, which is hosted by June Diane Raphael, Paul Shear, and Jason Manzukis. um, I love June Diane Raphael, big fan. She's actually best friends with Casey Wilson. They've been friends for a really long time. And uh, recently they wrote a film together called Ass Backwards that's um, pretty interesting. I haven't watched like I haven't watched it all the way through yet, but um, that was kind of like their project that they did together, like all by themselves. It's from, uh, when is it? It is from 2013. And, you know, more people should see it. Like, I don't know if it's, whether it's good or not, like, there are so many comedies made by women that, like, no one ever sees. Yeah, and I very true. And I just generally think that more people should watch it. Like, I'd say, like, I would tell people to see, like, For a Good Time Call, dot, dot, dot. Not because it's, like, particularly good, but because, you know, it's, it's interesting. And, like, female buddy comedies are very often ignored. So... What I'm trying to say is, is that I have respect for June Diane Raphael. I have respect for Casey Wilson. They're super, super funny. Um, they were both in The Disaster Artist last year. They had really small roles, but um, really, really like them. Uh, and I think, like, I guess the script was originally written by a man, so I don't really know how, like, in terms of, like, what they were working with, like, what they had to do. But, like, it seemed like what they were trying to do was, like, inject like a very satirical edge to this movie i don't think that this movie is supposed to be taken literally yeah i think it's supposed to be self-aware so yeah it's supposed to be it it doesn't well i mean this goes back to uh the space between intention and what actually happened it doesn't it doesn't feel obvious about being a parody but it also feels self-aware enough that it's not just straightforward Bride Wars. So that I think that is interesting to think about where the line of uh, June Diaf- Diane Raphael and, and Casey Wilson's influence comes in, whether they came into a script that was written and, and then were like, let's make this more tongue-in-cheek, or that that's an interesting thing to 
to think e- about. <laughs> yeah, because like because like ass backwards, like for um the uh, like I saw like the first half an hour of it. The parts of it that I saw, it's very much going from like a Romy and Michelle's high school reunion kind of thing. And yeah. so which like is, you know, it's like it's that's kind of like self-aware like you know we think that we're cool but we're also losers kind of but we're also really cool and it's because we're losers that we're cool kind of thing coming from it yeah that's the vibe that i was getting from aspect like we're real people and that's why we're cool yeah because like we're just like real about our shit but we also like most people want to seem cooler and more aloof than we actually are yeah i i think that i think that like Cause like it's weird we haven't gotten to the plot yet, but like uh, Bride Wars is a very like widely hated film. It's got like a ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's one of the most like maligned films of all time. It's a film that like no one will defend and that everyone responds to with hate, even if they can't remember like what happened to it. And it's and um, like uh, so I came in expecting it to be terrible, and what I really found was that like it's a movie that was just seemed to be like a mishmash of sensibilities that didn't match up because it was like, it was directed by a guy who makes like pretty like earnest rom-coms like 13 going on 30 is pretty like it's sweet and it's sincere. It is. Yeah. And that's part of what makes it good is, I mean, it's funny, but it's not trying to be, it's not trying to separate itself from real vulnerability. Um, yeah. Even though it's an absurd plot, whereas bride wars, um, is it, I mean it it, it, it it's I mean sati- Anne Hathaway and Kate Hudson are great and yeah. they, they feel like real people yeah but it's not supposed to be a heart right yeah yeah I think that like there's there's like a mishmash of tones where we have a very satirical story but there's but there's also real sentiment in here that doesn't quite fit in with what they're trying to do like Bride War seems to be like a critique of just you know the bridezilla culture just this idea of just that like your wedding is the most important thing ever and that like the marriage doesn't matter the guy doesn't matter what matters is the dress and the party and the dj and the design and the bouquets and it's talking it's like it takes two people who are best friends and just like turns them against each other because because this evil institution of wedding has gotten in between them. And that's an actually like interesting plot. Like I I find that really fascinating. That plot itself is not a dumb concept. It's a smart concept because there is a whole wedding complex, like industrial complex that like makes tons of money off of selling this idea of the perfect wedding and there, there are dynamics um, in friendships, uh, but I, you know, this is focusing on female friendships um, around marriage and and who wants marriage and who gets it when and and who has more money and can have a bigger, you know, party. And so that that is a real thing. And and the plot, in the plot, both of them as children go to uh, the Plaza Hotel um, near Central Park. And they see a wedding as kids, and they both decide they want to have their wedding there. Um, then they both get proposed to within the same week, and they go. They they decide like they get really excited, and they decide they're going to be each other's maid of honor. Um, 
and just both have their weddings there. Yeah, and the and the the issue is that like, there's another bride played by Casey Wilson actually. Um, uh, uh, Casey Wilson has the other date but it turns out that they got switched around so where it was one of them was supposed to have their wedding on June 6th and the other one the 27th um, they both have theirs on June 6th and Casey Wilson gets the 27th and that's the thing and there's there's a really funny scene where they just like chase her down and try to get her to change the date yeah like she's basically like uh <laughs> creating her registry you know at you know target or wherever she is um and they both find her and confront her and are basically like we can't have our weddings on the same day because we're best friends and we're in each other's weddings can we can you switch with one of us we'll pay you kate hudson's character is a lawyer so she's like i negotiate um, Anne Hathaway is a teacher and Casey Wilson is of course like no so this begins the gradual but quickly <laughs> accumulating war between Kate Hudson and Anne Hathaway on who will change the date of their wedding and spoiler neither of them do yeah yeah and I mean this okay so um the opening is really interesting because it reminded me a lot of the wedding planner in a way where it's just like where it just made me think because there's, like, a disconnect. It's like, why would anyone care this much about weddings? And I think that's, like, that's like a knee-jerk thing for people who don't really care about weddings. I think it's really hard for us, like, especially men, but, like, just for people who aren't into weddings in general, just to be like, why does anyone give a shit? And, um, you know, the opening kind of... The movie in general tries to explain, tries to show you why someone would give a shit. And it's just essentially just this. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, this feels like a very emotional way to talk about Bride Wars. But, um, I, I say let's go in. Like, yeah, you know, I, just, I, I, yeah. I, I think I think this the symbolism of like love in like a day of perfection and you know, everything coming together, everyone that loves you being around, just this whole idea. It's like this, like, giant moment. And I guess, like, if I were going to describe the way that they feel about weddings in, like, my terms, I'd say that's how I'd feel if I, like, got an Emmy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think different... Yeah, one thing that was interesting about this movie um, and that I, I liked is it... It pokes fun at the bridezilla culture. Um, and I feel like it also pokes fun at the stereotypes about women who want to have a wedding, that they are somehow shallow or they lack self-awareness or, you know, what have you. Um, but it also, while poking fun at these things, like you said, it also tries to explain that perspective. Um, and yeah. I think that's just, that goes back to the writing and acting um, was done by people who are skilled and smart. Um, and so even though, yes, it's an absurd movie in a lot of ways, um, and it tries to handle things um, in, a, in a nuanced way, which, again, I do feel funny saying this about Bride Wars, but I, I do, uh, I felt that both Anne Hathaway and Kate Hudson did great performances. You felt like you understood their friendship, and you understood, even though 
yeah, some of the shenanigans were, you know, I mean, it's a, a movie lot of the, yeah, a lot of above the, and beyond. I understood how there's friendship fractured because there was tension there already. Yeah, there was there is tension. Like basically, uh, the film starts, you know, aside after the montage where you know you see they're like growing up together and loving weddings and stuff like that. Um, the film actually begins with a wedding, which is June Diane Raphael's wedding. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, so we have like June Diane and she's getting married and like already you're just like, oh, she did not marry the right person. Yeah. <laughs> she's just got this look on her face that just like doesn't, it's just not good. Like you can tell you and you can tell that she's like looking at her wedding and like trying to be like, well, at least the wedding is good. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> the rest will follow because that's how things work. Um... <laughs> And uh, then uh, she throws the bouquet and just, I think no one catches it. Yeah, basically, it just hits the floor. they never show, like, anyone catch it. There's, like, a freeze frame of the bouquet in the air and then Anne Hathaway and Kate Hudson reaching for it. And then Candace Bergen, who is narrating at this point. Oh, yeah, Candace Bergen comes in with the in narration. In the movie, which is a blessing, um, is basically, like... <laughs> narrating how hungry they look for the bouquet and how this is one of the moments that led up to the fracturing of their friendship. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's weird. I, I think that like, it, once again, we're, t- we're just doing a deep dive into this movie and I keep on like laughing about it kind of cause I'm Same, in my head. Cause I know like, I know that in, in some ways it's silly to go this deep on bride wars, but I also know that, I mean, one of the things is like, about this podcast is we believe in this genre and even the really bad movies, I want to understand why they were made and what, what people wanted them to be. And this is some, this is a movie I can wrap my head around in a way that I couldn't with the layover. Like the layover, I was just like, William H. Macy, you're a great actor. Please don't do this again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and and like the, the issues with their friendship seems to be this. It's that, um, you know, Kate Hudson is, you know, she's like a powerful, she's like a powerful woman. She's a businesswoman. You know, she's in a, she's in the suit. She's power walking. She's got some guy handing her her purse. Like when yeah. she comes into the office, like she's high earning. She's, you know, I mean, she's, she's Kate Hudson. And, she's beautiful. And she's um. married to a hedge fund guy um, played by the guy. He's a guy from Shameless. He's the guy who is with the black woman on Shameless. They're the interracial couple on Shameless. I can't even... That's it. Oh, yeah, he was also on Reba. He was the guy who knocked up Reba's teenage daughter on Reba. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, I haven't seen Reba in so long. This guy, Yeah, this guy has come, like, I... That's amazing. I can't wait until he's, like, off Shameless because I can't wait for... Everybody be off stream. I'm mad that I don't remember those characters' names, but also Shameless has been on for eight years, and I am 25 years old. It has been on for a lot of my life. A lot of, yeah, and a lot of <laughs> important things have happened in your life in that time. In, in it's eight a very years, yeah. jam-packed period Yeah, of your so life. I'm sorry that I don't remember Shameless, but they're a very nice interracial couple. There's a plot where they... The last time I was with, like, noticed there was some plot where they, like, <laughs> adopted an Amish girl for a little bit and just, like, took care of it. They're really, they're the only, they're nice people. They're, like, the on healthy the people on the show. They're, they're, <laughs> they're a very sweet couple on the show, actually. Like, if you were going to watch Shameless, I would say watch it for them. Yeah. But other, everyone else is toxic and terrible. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that's, that's who Kate Hudson is with. She's with, uh, 
that that white guy who's really had an inter- enduring career. Um, <laughs> that sentence out of context. <laughs> that one white guy who really found his way. <laughs> he really did. He yeah. just found his way from sitcom to sitcom. Good for him. Yeah. Um, and so she's just like, her whole thing is that like she's a control freak and she she does it because she's afraid of being emotionally vulnerable. And you see that so much in the film. Actually, like throughout the film, like she gets closer to her husband to be because every because everything starts going wrong. She starts actually opening up about herself emotionally. And, you know, she's also like her and her little her brother. Um, uh, Brian Greenberg are like orphans. Yeah, and we never find out why, like, how their parents died, but we know that, I mean, they they died. Yeah. That's all we know. Yeah, so she's, like, you know, and I guess she doesn't really talk about that. And, like, Brian Greenberg is, like, the, like, the sensitive, sweet younger brother that no one has. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was a sensitive, Like, I only have an older brother, brother so I, I, but, like, <laughs> younger brothers are usually annoying. That's kind of their, that's kind of their thing. He's, but he's just, um, like, a sweet, just, like, nice voiced, like, really calm dude. Yeah, seems like he has his life together, like, emotionally intelligent like he's way more emotionally intelligent than kate hudson in a lot of ways because he's more vulnerable um yeah but yeah and he was like the the dude that mindy married on the mindy project who and who she leaves at the end <laughs> like, That's man. The, spoilers for the mindy project she marries brian greenberg and who has a black daughter on that show by the way just like the most adorable black oh daughter. my gosh and then he, i need to see him with a black daughter <laughs> it's so cute i need this and then he he married they get married and then at the end she leaves to be to go back to christmasina because that's how the Mindy Project uh, works. Well, okay, true to life, right? What, yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah, that's that's Kate Hudson's whole thing. And Anne Hathaway's thing is that she she's a teacher. Her husband is Chris Pratt, the accountant. Chris Pratt, the control freak accountant. Um, I'll I'll get to him in a second. But yeah, so she's she's a teacher. Um, Kristen Johnson is like a teacher who's like constantly taking advantage of her. She's mousy. And like, it's interesting because like I see these dynamics, like I've had those dynamics in my life where like I was mousy and I had this really loud friend and it's like this loud friend takes care of you. Yeah. And sometimes like they're controlling, but sometimes you need that. Yeah. That kind of dynamic. And I, and I see that. And so like, but it's just like I, I think she's just kind of like she's kind of just like hit her tipping point where she's just tired of being told what to do. Exactly, uh. and and it's like because they've been friends since childhood, you know, Anne Hathaway has grown into her life. So there's this, yeah, there's this plot where she's like, okay, I want to be me now. Yeah, I want to be. Hudson's always been her. I want to be seen. I want to be seen. And yeah, she's been with, you find out that she's been with Chris Pratt for 10 years. Can we talk about this? Okay. So like, I don't know how, maybe it's just because I'm Southern, but I cannot imagine waiting 10 years to marry someone i just don't either you're just yeah, not doing like for, it at all like or for, what yeah exactly because for <laughs> characters who want to get married so badly it doesn't you know like obviously if you're not into marriage then you're just you're just together and that's a thing but because this is all about two women who really want marriage and they want kids and they want all of it yeah 10 years 
just seems very. I mean, it's obvious that wouldn't happen with Kate Hudson's character because she's like, hello. <laughs> but even with Anne Hathaway's character, it's like it doesn't fit. Um, yeah. It's really weird to see Chris Pat- Pratt in an unlikable role. Okay. Yeah. So this is um, this is 2009 Chris Pratt. Uh, this is a this is a very interesting part, and by interesting I mean not interesting part of his career, in the sense that at this point Chris Pratt had done. Where are we here? Where are we here? Um, Chris Pratt was a regular on Everwood from 2002 to 2006. That is a white show that I did not watch. So I actually don't know. Like, (laughs) that is like one white show on television that I was just like, no. But at this point, he had been on Everwood and he had been on the OC. He started Parks and Recreation in 2009, I believe after Bride Wars came out. Like, and in preparation for Parks and Recreation, he gained a lot of weight on purpose. So, like, those are these are all really important things to remember. Because in 2000, in Bride Wars, he's not only not chubby, <laughs> he's also just, like, not really charismatic at all. And I don't know if, like, he was charismatic on Everwood in the OC, which are just, like, two white things that I'm not super familiar with. So, like, I don't know, but, like, in 2009, he was in Bride Wars, and he was in Jennifer's Body. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was, but, yes. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. I watched that recently. And then, you know, he did Parks and Recreation and blew up, and then, like, two years later, he was in Moneyball. <laughs> yeah, his career, like, this was truly <laughs> before his career, like, jet-setted. Yeah, into the sunset or into the into space or or what have you. God, he was in Moneyball, and then he was in ze- he was in Zero Dark Thirty. He was in her like, <laughs> and it, it does make me wonder because like Chris Pratt is great. I li- I really like him. Um, if he just I didn't see I never watched Everwood either, so I can't speak to that. Um, and he I mean he at first his character is likable. Um, and then as you see what his character is actually like in Bride Wars, you're like, oh, this guy's an asshole. Yeah. Um, like, it's it's weird. It's weird, his transformation. And I can't tell if the issue with his character is that he just can't really pull it off. Almost. Yeah, because basically his character at first, you're kind of it's the lovable slacker vibe. Like, oh, I just want to go home. Like, they're, they're at um, June Diane Raphael's wedding and Chris Pratt's like, Hey, babe, like, only thing I love more than this is, like, to go home and watch TiVo and, like, hang. Which, I mean, who's who hasn't been there? Right. Um, 100%. <laughs> I'm, like, same. Uh, so, like, I'm not judging that. But then it becomes clear that, like, all he wants to do is just watch TV and eat a takeout. And I'm, like, I don't know, same. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that, like, he... Like, I'm, like, that's not... I mean, sure, I guess if he wasn't working uh, or, like, doing anything with her or whatever, pulling his weight in the relationship, but... Then he randomly says things to Anne Hathaway that are basically like, I like you because you're a pushover. And then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like he makes like a comment. Like I remember I was I was watching this part with watching it with Kyle and the part where he's just like, uh, he can't control his woman in terms of like. Oh, Anne ha- yeah. yeah that and, OK. And Kyle was just like, whoa. Did you feel like that came out of nowhere? It, yeah. 
Yeah. So basically, it's very uh, jarring. Anne Hathaway is venting to Chris about Kate Hudson and some of the issues in their friendships, which is basically Kate Hudson steamrolling her. Yeah. And Chris is like, yeah, I feel bad for her fiance because he's not going to be able to control his wife. So he goes from being like kind of like, you know, slacker dude who like maybe doesn't make enough effort in the relationship to like a guy who believes men should control women in like one line. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And it was just like, it was, it was interesting because it just felt like he had just always thought that, but he had never said it before. Yes. It was this, cause it felt like a reveal for Anne Hathaway too, because she was like, what did you say? Like, what, who are you? Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was very strange. Like, I did not, it's very weird. Like, and okay, we haven't talked a lot about the plot of this movie. And I mean, there really isn't one. Like, they, Candace Bergen narrates, um, which I was making me feel, which is making me think about Sex and the City. Especially that plot where, like, her plots with Carrie and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely got Sex and the City vibes. I mean, also, of course, it's very New York and it's the plaza and, like, yeah yeah um yeah so they so their weddings are on the same day and um basically um kate hudson finds out that anne hathaway has started sent out save the dates and in before they were just like okay we still need to figure stuff out and then anne hathaway just basically throws down the gauntlet because she wants control in her life and she doesn't have it and this is her way of doing it and then that's when the movie becomes, hey, do, do you remember Mean Girls? Do you remember Mean Girls? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That laughs> yeah. It, it very quickly becomes that. And that's the really the weakest part of the movie. Although I will say that yelling, your wedding better watch it, is one of... Is amazing. It is one of the... <laughs> it is amazing. It's just, yeah, like, I I honestly, like, I was really interested in the first half of the movie where it's establishing their relationship, it's establishing the dynamics between Kate and Anne, it's establishing their relationships with their fiancés. Like Kate Hudson is really lucky because her fiance is awesome. Like, oh yeah, her he's, she he's great. Like yeah. okay, so like basically she sees the ring. They find the ring in the closet, and um, and basically Kate Hudson like starts celebrating before he even proposes to her. But she's just like waiting for it to happen, and then while she's waiting, um, Chris Pratt proposes to Anne Hathaway by like putting the ring in a fortune cookie and and I, I guess that's cute i don't know i don't know yeah i was confused about how i was supposed to feel about that because i felt like the movie wanted me to think it was like a dumb way to propose because it was like oh it's takeout like i don't know they just had this running theme you know like i want to watch tv with you but i thought it was creative yeah. I don't, I don't know. The, the, yeah. the Chris Pratt character was just like... The Chris Pratt character <laughs> was not, like, well thought out. And I also just think that, like, this is before Chris Pratt started playing actual assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is... It's kind of his thing now, except for Guardians of the... In Guardians of the Galaxy, he's, he's like... sweetheart. Yeah, he's like... Those are, like, the last vestiges of sweet Chris Pratt. Yeah, now... It, yeah, it is interesting. And it also just brings out questions about his actual personality. Yeah, I'm wondering, like... Like, like if I'm I found curious out that about Chris the Pratt is, like, secretly a dick, and I'm yeah. just like, oh, my God. What if he is? 
right? And then like, oh no, for Anna Ferris for well, all I this mean, time. Although I know their marriage is on the rocks right now. Yeah, I think they're I think they're done now. Um but yeah, it's like yeah, it's it's very yeah, it's very weird. Um and so basically, um like the more that the more that Anne, a lot of the pranks are like Anne Hathaway asserting herself and Kate Hudson feeling hurt and retaliating. I think that's really important. Like Anne Hathaway is lashing out and Kate Hudson is upset. That's kind of what the dynamic is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like Anne Hathaway is does not like it's like she's trying to explain to people like of course i'm acting this way everyone everyone treats me like shit of course i'm doing this and kate hudson meanwhile is just like but why would you do it to me yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and and anna hathaway's like well because you also treat me like shit like majorly yeah and people see it and i finally feel like either ready or just like 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 you said earlier, push to the brink where I have to do something. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like Anne Hathaway figuring out that she's gonna get married is like her awakening. Yeah, because <laughs> she's just like I need to have my day. I need to not have it be about her. Um, <laughs> and and I mean I I like like you said earlier. I've been in those friendships, uh, especially when I was younger. I was in a lot of friendships where I was Anne. Um, and there was a combination of me making myself Anne, <laughs> like, and the other person actually being, you know, controlling or whatever. Um, and so it was interesting to see that, like, dynamic on screen and then watch them just, like, completely dissolve. Yeah. And, like, I kind of, like, like Kate Hudson is real. I wish Kate Hudson had more emotional. She has a lot of emotional moments with her husband-to-be. I wish that she had more with Anne Hathaway. Yeah. And there, and there, because there's at the beginning of the movie, there's one moment where Kate Hudson is telling her friends about being engaged before she's actually proposed to. It's right after she's found the ring box. And her brother comes in and kind of teases her, but very lighthearted, like kind of like, oh, like, you know, you haven't, like, basically, like, just like you haven't been, you know, proposed to yet. Like, maybe, like, your husband just thinks it's a normal, like, day at work and you're like, talking about this and she gets upset and she goes outside and Anne Hathaway goes out there and she's basically like, Hey, are you okay? Do you want to talk? And that's when Kate Hudson reveals to us the viewers that her parents are dead. And she's, she like, she almost gets vulnerable and she's like, I don't know. Like my brother wasn't able to be there for, you know, my graduation and my parents weren't there, blah, blah, blah. And then she immediately pulls back into herself and is like, I'm fine. You know me, I'm fine. Um, and that's the only moment until the very end where the two of the two women are like actually tender with each other. Yeah. In a real way. Yeah. Before I, everything. Yeah. I kind of yeah. wanted, I kind of wanted more of the, that, um, and like it, cause a lot of the problems with bride wars is just that it's not funny. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, again, it's like, it, it would, would have actually worked better as a drama. Actors, <laughs> it would be like really, really unwatchable. But because they have a good cast, it's watchable. But yeah, it's not it's not really funny. You're just like, oh, I see what's happening. Yeah, because um, it's like because like a, because it's it's the mix. Like there's the sentiment and then there's the jokes. And it's like the sentiment actually wins here. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think if it was a drama and it le- leaned into that and 
had more vulnerability, it could actually be like a good movie about female friendship and and yeah, and people who are into weddings, but like why they are into that, like hopes that we pin on adulthood as children um, and and how they are often different than reality. Um, Again, it's funny. It it does. I do keep pulling myself back because it does feel funny to go in so hard on Bride Wars. But I mean, yeah, no, I mean, it made me it made me it it gave me a lot of questions because I mean, whenever we approach one of these films, that's like universally hated and just like super panned. I'm always just like, but what's really going on here? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, what was the intention? What was delivered? What is salvageable? Is it salvageable? Is it mostly good? Is it mostly bad? You know, what? what's the breakdown? Yeah, um, and I mean, I will say that, like, there were moments that were funny to me, um, funny to me in a really absurd way. And the main moment that comes to my mind is um, when they tell their friends, like, that they're both engaged and, like, you see their friends. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, man. That, I thought that was very funny and also very real. Like all of their friends, like it, it shoots to all of their friends separate who are like venting to their boyfriends or husbands that are like, oh God, this is going to be horrible. It's like, <laughs> like they're like, all like, I'm not ready. Like you see, you see one of them like taking pills. You see like one getting ice cream. And then like June, then we see June with her husband who's asleep. And she just like turns to her sleeping husband. It's like, you're irritating me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, and it's awesome. Throughout the movie, you basically just watch June uh, aggressively, like, hate her husband and, like, her marriage fall apart while while Kate Hudson and Anne Hathaway are planning their weddings, which is, like, that, I think that running bit is really funny. Can we just talk about how there's just really not enough June? Like, maybe it's just because I listen to How Did This Get Made all the time, but I'm just thinking about it, like... Paul Shear is in everything. Jason Manzukis is in everything. Not enough June in everything. Yeah. Like, give her something that. to do. Like, I know that she's like a regular on Grace and Frankie, but I think that's like the only thing, like, the main, that's a, like the only popular thing that she's on. And I think that she's great and has like great comedic timing and she's like gorgeous. Like, sometimes I'm just staring at her. Yeah, she's got it all. It's yeah. Wild. I I love her. Um uh and I mean I did get a laugh out of like cuz like of course like 10 minutes in I'm just like why don't they have the weddings together and then the men are just like why don't you have the weddings together? And yeah. just like just this idea that like it's completely off the table the entire time. Oh yeah, like they're like <laughs> no way can we have a double wedding. And like yeah, because I mean, if they were really, I understand somebody not wanting to have a double wedding. Like, I don't, I don't care about weddings. Like, so, but like, I'm like, yeah, if you care about weddings, you don't want to share it. I totally understand that. But it is funny because as best friends, you would think they'd be able to at least have a conversation about that. Yeah. Uh, Like, that's honest where they're like, I'm sorry, I need this to myself. Like, I don't know how you can be best friends with somebody for your whole life and not be able to have that kind of conversation. And I feel like um, if they did have that conversation, we'd find out that it's Anne Hathaway that really wants to have her wedding by that, herself. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I think that that's what it is. I, I think so, too, because th- she does say to Chris Pratt at one point, she's like, I just need one day. Um, and yeah, whereas with Kate Hudson, I don't. I, I think if she knew that that's how Anne Hathaway felt, she might be able to pull herself back because I think she's just in her mode that she's always been in. And Anne Hathaway has either not told her how she's felt 
about being steamrolled or finally like is admitting to herself. And so all these feelings are coming out. Yeah. About like feeling overshadowed and yeah. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. We're <laughs> we're really going into Bride we're Wars, going y'all. In. Like, I hope you. Yeah, I mean. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I I I I took note of like one sexist thing that Chris Pratt says before he says the big sexist thing, and he said they haven't spoken to each other in a week. That's like a century in girl years. Oh God, yes. <laughs> Thank you for bringing up that line because I noticed that one as well. I was like, girl years. Can we? Can we murder and and bury that those two that combo of words? Women forever? be talking, women be talking. Like <laughs> and like again, yeah, and that that's like anyone who loves someone isn't gonna even if they think that their there's their uh, fiance's friend is a little annoying or they see the flaws in that friendship. No one's gonna talk about it that degrade de- degradingly. And yeah, it's a degradingly. Very, I don't think that's a word in such a degrading manner. Um, it's a very like old world thing. Like it's very much like a, like a taming of the shrew. Like uh, this bitch is yes. just getting in the way of my, my woman thing is talking to her other woman thing, and they are, you know, we don't know what they're saying because we don't understand. <laughs> language that comes out of and it's women. like my woman would be so docile if she wasn't with this other mean loud one and how could anyone want to be with the mean loud one oh yeah <laughs> like, and yeah. then oh my gosh the fight between chris and Anne hathaway where he he she's basically she's upset because everything has exploded with kate hudson and they are in the throes of getting revenge upon each other, whatever ways possible, you know, taking each other's DJs. Uh, yeah. It was taking each other's DJs. There's a, there's a scene where, um, they like basically Paul Shear shows up because I mean, of course, wherever June is, Paul isn't far away. Paul Shear just appears <laughs> and like tires them out with like a dance routine. Like, just <laughs> I love this idea that like Kate Hudson hired Paul Shear to tire them out before the actual dance instructor shows up. Like, what the fuck is that? Right? <laughs> yeah, he's he like it's it's just it's so it's all of it. The shenanigans are just ridiculous. And, yeah, and like, supposed to be like yeah, yeah. Like there's a uh, Anne Hathaway gets gets a spray tan that makes her orange for like a huge chunk of the movie, and Kate Hudson gets blue hair, which we were just talking about before the show. She looks great. Yeah, there's she looks good in blue hair, it. and it's professionally done. Like, it's, yeah. So that it's that, salon quality. Yeah, Anne Hathaway basically like sneaks into the salon and switches the dyes, and then you know Kate Hudson freaks out, and we we're like that. That's also indicative of who, like, who they're supposed to be as people. You know, like that she is. Um, for lack of a better word, preppy enough, uh, like yeah, or, it's or corporate a very enough that like having blue hair is like this horrible thing. I'm like, you look hot and you have blue hair. That's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, that that was like so. I mean, they're in the middle of revenge, and and basically Anne Hathaway is venting to Chris, and then he just freaks out on her. Yeah, he, uh, and he he's like, you've been difficult lately. Like, you've been angry and you've been um. He basically just lists human emotions. He's like, you're angry and and you're shifty and 
and like I don't like it and I want I want it over with and she's basically like well you know he's like it's not normal and she's like well you know even if this wasn't going on I'm gonna have those feelings sometimes <laughs> um and he's basically like well I don't want to deal with feelings like I like it when you push everything down <laughs> um and so that that's the scene where they I'm um, spoiler again uh they end up breaking up at the end of the movie, which is great. Um, yeah, because, but, yeah, I mean, like, there's so much, like, he, ooh, ooh, that freak out with Chris Pratt actually really hit close to home with me because there have just been, I've had so many arguments with men, like, that I was dating or that I was seeing, and it was just, like, you just have a lot of emotions, and that's, like, a problem, and they're just, like, telling me that, like, my emotions are an issue, and, like, there's just, like, there's no way to actually fix that. And it's, like, it's weird because that's not really what they're saying. What they're saying is the stuff that you're dealing with is stuff that I'm not interested in and that I do not want to engage in with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and usually there's also, like, they don't know how to deal with their own feelings. So, like, having the ability to navigate someone else's is, like, so beyond I've yeah. definitely been in relationships too, not not recently, but like in the past where they couldn't handle me if I wasn't doing all of the work emotionally. Yeah, you know, like and it was if I wasn't doing it for myself and for them, and like if I wasn't translating myself to them, and like you know whatever. It reminded me of um, a conversation that I had with a guy who like the guy that I lost my virginity with. Like I was like really frustrated at the time, and I was still I was in college, I was living at home. And, like, I was dealing with, like, my, I was dealing with, like, the fact that, like, I couldn't drive and, like, dealing with, like, a domineering mother and, like, all of these, like, really important things. And he basically was just, like, you can just fix those things. So why don't you just fix them and just, like, stop talking to me about them? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, You like, actually can't, though. <laughs> like, no. Like, especially <laughs> something like a family member who's behaving, like, you can't <laughs> fix that. Like... <laughs> It's not like you're complaining because your shoe is broken <laughs> and you, you could just tape it up. Like, it's, well, yeah. Yeah, it was like, so it was just like, it was weird. Like, I mean, of course, like, my problems are, like, way bigger than Anne Hathaway's at the, like, definitely in the movie. But, like, hers were just, like, not that hard to handle all he really had to do was listen and he couldn't do like the bare yeah, minimum. She wasn't asking him for answers. She <laughs> like, wasn't. And she was also like, even when she was venting, she knew it would end. Like she knew that eventually like they would either have their weddings and their friendship would be over forever or they would get over it. You know, she knows that like she, her character is smart and he just can't handle her not being, you know, docile or whatever for a week. Um, yeah. So like he really just, he just really <laughs> and it, it is funny knowing that this is before Parks and Rec when Chris Pratt, you know, plays Andy who's dating um uh why am I why is my brain April mm? April Ludgate. Yeah. Um uh Aubrey Plaza, of course, but I was trying to remember a character name. It's just funny because that relationship dynamic is so the opposite. Like, it's just like Aubrey Plaza is calling the shots and uh, Chris Pratt is just like happily going along. Um, so it was funny to see that relationship dynamic on screen uh, flipped, gender flipped. Um, yeah. But yeah, I didn't, I guess just 
It was just interesting because, like you said, with the drama part, if it had leaned into the drama and not tried to be as funny as it tried to be, um, I think that there was a lot of material that this movie could have succeeded more with. The dynamic between Chris and Anne could have been uh, written a little bit more, um, and their friendship dynamic could have been written a little bit more, and it could have been like an actual good movie yeah. <laughs> about... Yeah, about friendship, about relationships, and, you know, the pressures around weddings. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did not expect myself to be saying these things. I <laughs> yeah. expected to watch Bride Wars and feel similar to the layover and just be like, uh, you know, screw this, screw that. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I like, yeah, I did. It's not going on my list of favorite rom-coms, that's for sure. But it, it is a... It's a movie that has a lot of good things and it has good people in it. So I, I'm not going to throw it away. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, oh, yeah. I, I want to say that I liked the dance off. Oh, yes. Yes. That was great. <laughs> that was silly, but it was delightful. That was a good time. Yeah. Um, like, I also, like, wanted to say um, it, it's 2018. So I'm assuming that nobody really thinks about this person anymore. But this this film has so much Duffy in it that I was immediately transported to being in high school again just yeah. by i was like man duffy was fucking everywhere in 2009 yeah and she just kind of slid in behind like amy winehouse and adele and she had like a really good like two years like i had totally <laughs> forgotten about her it is that's <laughs> that's one of the fun side side effects um of this podcast is just remembering different pop artists because they're on the soundtracks. Um, oh, like, yeah. Or, or just songs such a that Duffy I used to soundtrack. listen to all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, them. Do they still make music? What's, you know, or Duffy what are they doing? Duffy had a great voice. Where'd she go? Yeah, where is she? I mean, she's probably living her best life. Yeah, I you hope know. so. I really do. She seems if nice. she still plays shows, I'm sure that, you know, they sell, they sell the tickets and she does the thing. Uh, yeah. Um... Uh, so like by the time we get to the wedding scene, um, where, you know, they, they basically both insist on having their weddings at the same time and they pick like other people to be their maids. Like Kate Hudson just picks like a dude that works in her office to be her like mister of honor. Yeah. And Hathaway chooses Kristen Johnson so that she can tell Kristen Johnson what to do and finally stands up to her. And like they go, it's the wedding, and um, and it, and there's a scene where like they're both like getting ready, and they like lock eyes with each other, and I'm just like, wait, are they about to have a heart? Oh my gosh! Yeah, and then they don't, and then the spring break video. Oh yeah. That's one of the meanest things I've ever seen in a movie. That's so mean. I have a hard time watching things that are that mean that I find unbelievable. I would never do that to even like a person that I hated. That's yeah. so it, it was it was Anne Hathaway's, right? Yeah, it was Anne yeah, Hathaway's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um Ugh. that is so mean. Like I was really upset. Um and then they finally do what I kind of wanted them to do the entire time, as, well, aside from talk to each other, was beat each other's asses. Yeah, they beat each other's asses, and I was sitting there like I was here for that fight. I was, I was, I was here fully, for it. Yeah, I, was I kind of wish that uh, they had, there was like been like a training montage where they were like getting ready to beat each other's asses. That oh, that been would be great. so funny. 
That like, would be that so would have been hilarious. Like it's like fist fight, but There's with like women. Duffy covering kung fu fighting. Oh yeah, like they have like they're oh like oh my god, they're like Danielson montage. Like I would yes. be so about that. I um, really wanted them to beat each other up. Like it's like I know it's like because they're preppy white women, it wasn't gonna happen. But because they're preppy white women, it, it would be hilarious. So funny. Like if the movie ended and one of them had a black eye, <laughs> like, <laughs> like a sling, like and they're just like you're my best friend like it yeah they they fight each other and then and then basically Anne Hathaway is like I can't do this anymore and Kate Hudson is like thank god and then they walk each other down the aisle and then Anne Hathaway dumps Chris <laughs> at the wedding <laughs> and is basically like you love who I was 10 years ago not me now yeah Kate Hudson gets married also so Kate Hudson's brother who we said before is very well adjusted uh, like, has apparently been in love with Anne Hathaway the whole time. Has been in love with Anne Hathaway. The only time that we really get like a taste of that is like one scene where she runs into him at like a bridal store and he's getting fitted or something. Um, and he basically is kind of like, "Oh, your fight! Like, I know your fight's going on, but I still like think you'll be a beautiful bride." And they have this exchange, um, and. In that scene, you're like, oh, maybe he has a little crush on her or something. Yeah. But he, he also is a nice guy. So you're like, he can call her beautiful without having a crush. Yeah. Uh, she's, you know, she's Anne Hathaway. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, they end up dancing at the wedding right after she dumps Chris. And then at the end of the movie, it's revealed that Anne and Kate's brother got married. Oh, yeah. 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 You figure out that they got married and then they then they then they both reveal to each other that they're pregnant at the same time and have the same due date, which is insane. That means that these women are so in sync that they were that they were fucking at like the they, exact they fuck same and time. ovulate at the same time. Like that's wild. That's what a connection. And the, the pregnancy <laughs> thing, I'm like, well, yeah, that's actually like I feel like people want to be pregnant at the same time as their friends because then they have kids that are friends. Yeah, that's, that's like the, the opposite age. of the wedding thing it's like oh perfect we can you know both hang out when we're like breastfeeding and it's it's chill yeah i mean who else are you gonna hang out with when you're breastfeeding like yeah might as well you can't like really friend. go out to the bar with you know your single oh friends. my god like, oh my god we need to do we need to create this bars for breastfeeding just so like mothers can chill the fuck out seriously well one of my other. sisters like we would go <laughs> when i would visit seattle and she was uh breastfeeding my niece and my niece was like really little we would go to this one pub that was basically the front of it was all ages. And then there was a bar and you could order beer at the front. Um, and we would like chill and I would have a drink and she would have, you know, she can have a drink when she's breastfeeding. Yeah. Um, and, it, and she could bring the baby. <laughs> and it was one of the only places we could do that. Oh my There's God. totally a need there. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I made a note of something near the end. Um, like it mostly just like put like funny quotes and like plot notes and stuff. But I think it's really interesting that like <laughs> the meek one is the one that doesn't get married. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. That was an interesting. That's a good point. Yeah. Cause Kate Hudson is, you know, she's the stereotypical, like she's the career woman and she's like, she says what she wants and, and Anne Hathaway, like, being a teacher is amazing, but, you know, it's not as much money as being a lawyer, and it doesn't have the same, like, corporate implications. So it is interesting that Anne Hathaway is the one who's, like, goes and does her thing for a minute and then, you know, gets with uh, 
Kate's brother. Yes. I, I, I liked that switch. You did? Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, you know, interesting. Because there are definitely women who are more like of on the controlling side that want to get married just as much or more than women who seem more like I'm I'm painting with broad strokes, but you know, yeah. fall more into the like I want to be a wife vibe. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. Like we really went in on bride wars. Uh, we I mean <laughs> we really you know, did it. We, we really did, did it. it. I mean and um like, you know, maybe this isn't necessarily the episode to do it, but I'm looking here like I'm trying to think, is there any better opportunity for us to talk about the Anne Hathaway phenomenon? Because I'm looking here trying to see other rom coms that she's been in that I I personally do not like the Princess Diaries movies, but that's because I love the books, and I'll own up to that. Um, so I'm assuming that the only one that we could get away with doing on the show is maybe Princess Diaries 2, like because I don't think it's as beloved as the first one. No, it's not. But I feel like if I did the first one, it would just be like me against a bunch of people who have not read the fucking books. And I, I, just I think don't, that you're accurate on, and I on just that. And I just don't want to be that enemy. <laughs> I really That's don't. That's fair. Um, yeah, we could probably do Ella Enchanted. Um, but, you know, it was really Yeah, earlier. and The Devil Wears Prada is really good. Yeah, I mean, because this was like because like her first movie was the princess diaries like that's a very important thing to say um oh, wait it says she was in uh was she in something before love that? and other drugs oh yeah she was in love and other drugs and i don't have know, you seen that one no i haven't like I'm it gonna, could be one it could be if it's bad enough we could do it on the podcast yeah we <laughs> might be able to uh, yeah i'm trying to think like at some point we're going to probably have to do a deep dive into anne hathaway in terms of how she has been unfairly treated oh for sure um like i don't know if this is necessarily the time I mean, uh, we, we have like a little bit of time so we can get into it a little bit and we can come back to it in another episode if it warrants one. Um, the thing that I want to say is that like, I don't necessarily remember what it is that pe she did that made people hate her. Um, like, but the idea was just that she was like this like perfect princess who was like in Oscar bait movies and gave Oscar bait performances and all of this stuff. And uh, looking at her filmography, that has never been the like never, never been the case. Like, I'm looking here. There is almost no, almost nothing here is Oscar bait. Almost nothing here. Like. Also, Anne Hathaway like, has been in more just like wacky movies. She's in a lot of like fun. Yeah, she's yeah. in Ella Enchanted, um, Valentine's Day, Hoodwinked. Um, that's her. That's oh, maybe we should do Valentine's Day for Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, <laughs> we could do that. Um, you know, uh, she um, like like it's like because she was in Les Mis, everyone's like, oh, like. Also, like, what's wrong with being in good movies? That, nothing. Like, like absolutely like, nothing. It just <laughs> feels like a very misogynist. Like, oh well, fuck her. She's gorgeous and very, very good at acting, and, and she seems like earnestly excited. Yeah, good. She should be she, excited. Like, why? Fuck being aloof. What and is it's this like, shit? Of course, she would be excited to be in lame as. Like, she hasn't been. Like, she she's great in everything that she's in, but she hasn't really had the opportunity 
opportunity to be in a lot of great films like someone like Jennifer Lawrence, who she was unfairly compared to. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is almost exclusively an Oscar bait all the time from her first movie yeah, until she, now. And I honestly think like Jennifer Lawrence is a great actress, but so is Anne Hathaway. So there is a certain amount of luck there. You yeah, know? definitely. And it's not fair to punish someone for like whatever side of the luck they're on really yeah um, un- un- until broke until broke back mountain like she really hadn't done any like serious work that people appreciated and like she like she basically has broke back mountain arguably never was where's prada she was in a movie where she played Jane Austen and no one cared. I actually really like that movie. Oh, um, I ca- haven't seen that It's one. called Becoming Jane. I think it's really sweet. Um, like, she was in Rachel Getting Married, which is a good Jonathan Demme movie that people sleep on. Um, she, um, like, I've heard that she's good in Love and Other Drugs. We'll see. Um, I can't see why she wouldn't be. And then she did The Dark Knight Rises, and then she did Les Mis, and then she just went back to doing rom-coms and shit. Like, she was in Rio 2. She was in Rio and Rio 2. She came back for the sequel of Rio. Like... <laughs> I can't think of anybody who's a better, like a better sport than she is. I really don't. And also last year. And she's never like, she, (laughs) she doesn't, she has so many reasons to go. Like if I was her, uh, I would be unhinged Twitter ranting all day. I'd be like, fuck you. Fuck you. I'd be like adding people. Oh man, I would be adding the fuck out of people. I would be like subtweeting the hell out of like Hollywood and also just, you know, a lot of writers and interviewers who framed her in certain ways. She, um, yeah, she's never she's, done anything she's, to like, anyone. She's just like a good, nice person and she's who's good, good at, at what acting. she does. And like, why do people hate her? Like, and I really do. It doesn't do, make sense. I think it does go to a culture of disposability when it comes to women. And we've talked about this before. <laughs> it's particularly in Hollywood, this idea that we can only really like a few women at once, like that are young and new, you know, emerging actresses. Yeah. And then we decide that we're sick of them. And like, they said something like sometimes they do something problematic that, yeah, it deserves critique, but, but we just she hasn't to throw done anything. <laughs> and she like literally actually hasn't even done. Like she, she hasn't, hasn't even, done anything. She like, hasn't like, said Jennifer anything. Lawrence, you know, done and said some things where I'm like, Ooh girl, like maybe go like be quiet for a minute. But like, she's still awesome. But like Anne Hathaway hasn't even done anything and everyone's mad. When was and the it, last it time? It just feels like they don't want to see like like we can't handle a woman who just works hard and is good and earnest and like she needs to either be like ironic and like really tongue in cheek and silly or she has to be like smoldering and like she's a person. And, and she brings her A game to everything. She's in uh, J- Joseph Gordon Levitt's directorial debut, Don John, which is a movie that I don't like very much, but I can explain it as like a rom com for bros. And she's she's great in that. Like she's never even when she's in something like like really corny, like Get Smart, she did the Get Smart movie with Steve Carell it's like she is doing a good job like in this movie she does a great job yeah that's the thing like and that's why one of I mean she was one of the big reasons that I didn't throw this movie away like like I I didn't hate it you know um I mean, I mean, that's the thing is Kate Hudson did great as well. I mean Candace Bergen is Candace Bergen so on board like you said there's a lot of great but but yeah Anne Hathaway has particularly just been it just shows how nasty 
people can be like people <laughs> really? don't even like, like you know what i actually think that she like deserves better roles i think she's like I, I consistently so under like no, and i think yeah i really do like as as you know people say oh ignore the tabloids whatever and like sure i i think that in order for mental health i hope that anyone on the level of anne hathaway is able to do that but i do think that that the tabloids sadly do affect people's what what they are given and the possibilities they have you know because when the public forms an opinion directors casting directors they you know they want to make money um, yeah and so they think oh well this person isn't well liked for isn't some well liked for some reason or you know or this person is and they have a certain heat and uh, even if that other person is not as good of an actor or, or equal. Um, yeah. I, I just feel, you know, justice for Anne Hathaway, justice for Anne Hathaway and, um, colossal, which was last year. And it made my, it made my top 10 best films of last year. She's great in it. And I think part of the reason why, like, I, I'm not saying that colossal is the best film ever, but I think it's really good. And I think part of the reason why nobody really talked about it was because it was starring Anne Hathaway and people just kind of have been ignored ignoring her for a while and i really hope that changes with um she's gonna be in oceans eight which i does it come out this year or next year oceans eight comes out this year and um i really hope that you know it's gonna be a turning point for her because like i don't there is a she part never of me did that anything wants, to anyone yeah and there is honestly a part of me like <laughs> that wants her to just be like fuck y'all like like there, I, I almost like, feel like that's what needs to happen at this point because she is so nice about shit and i'm sure she said fuck y'all like you know in the privacy Hath- of her if home Anne Hathaway but, like, did one of those like indie films where she like plays herself and she's just like irritable and mean all the time i would and, love like, it hard like, drinking i want it let's do it like yeah oh give- man oh man if there was an indie <laughs> film about Anne Hathaway Hathaway's life where she plays herself and it's about her becoming an actress and then people being shitty. I would so I would be the meta levels of that. Yeah, please. Oh man. Because like she Anne Hathaway is in a lot of movies that I don't like, but she has nothing to do with why I dislike any of them. Exactly. Like if anything, she brings it up. She like she's a professional. Yeah, it goes back down to that. Like you know, as much performs. as I don't like what they did to the what Disney did to the Princess Diaries story, her Mia Thermopolis is really good. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so yeah, yeah. And I mean, if we do another film with her, which we very well might, yeah, this is gonna come up again. This is gonna <laughs> like, come up I again because I want it. justice. I, I do. I I get mad. Like I get so mad. Like, <laughs> about Anne Hathaway just like what just what a nice sweet beautiful person and I just I, just, I don't get it like I don't like, get it every like all y'all <laughs> like if you're listening and you were on the hating Anne Hathaway you know I get it if you like realize now like you don't know why you know like we all grow but like if you're on that shit like go get a therapist like go what get, is wrong with please you please chill there out. are so many people to actually hate like there are horrible violent people in this world why are you hating on Anne Hathaway? Please. What did she do? Please yeah. find something else to do. Please, please, like find another white woman. Like there are There's plenty so of white women not to like. White women like, out in Hollywood. Pick oh my a gosh, different it's one. Like I don't understand. <laughs> and don't and 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 don't uh, don't start with don't start with the coming for Jennifer Lawrence thing either. Just skip it. Just skip it. Let's skip it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Skip the whole backlash part of it. Let's just move on. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, there's just the cycle of like obsession. It just makes me. It's so annoying. Like, I feel like we just like wake up in the morning and then there's just like a notice, like, which, like, I feel like there's like a newsletter, like, which woman are we supposed to hate today? I don't have time. I don't care. I don't have time to hate them. It's just there are other things to do. How can you hate women when men exist? <laughs> and I think that is the best way to end this podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. That's real. Seriously, though. Like, has Hollywood looked themselves in the mirror? <sighs> okay. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And we will be back with more passion. <laughs> we will. Week. And please, like, follow us on Twitter. And rate the podcast on iTunes. Give us some love. I saw like seven reviews. Y'all can do better than that. I know there's more than seven of you. I checked the download analytics, okay? Oh, yes. That's Hundreds of you download this podcast. Where are you at? <laughs> yeah, let's get those Let's get those reviews. Or, you know, just some stars. Oh, yeah, Not some to stars. Be you don't even about have to it. talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. So, love yourself. Yes. Don't hate on Anne Hathaway. Don't do it. You know, Bride Wars is, I would not say it's slept on. I would not go there. You don't need to watch it. it, You don't need to watch it, but you don't need to pretend that it's the worst thing because there's far worse out there. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. Like, I can't like, let's see, like throughout the year, if there's something worse than the layover. We'll see. I think the layover. Yeah, (laughs) that's a challenge. And honestly, I don't know if I want to succeed at that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. All right. Stay beautiful, everyone. Bye. Bye.